AJ, how are you feeling? Are you on the mend? Yeah, definitely on the mend. Good to have you back. Thanks, I've missed you guys. Yeah, no, did you listen to the, the, the last week's one? I did. What did you, what did you make of it? Terrific stuff, guys. Did you think we, we were sort of a bit light on with chopping more? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I'm here to rectify that. <laughs> good, good. Excellent. Here to get down, get down and dirty. So before we get into uh, this week's side boob cinema, I believe there's a there's a burning topic we need to discuss, which uh, you Astro brought to our attention uh, late last night. Perhaps you want to run us through that. I will. We'll call it. We'll call it. We'll call these interjections the burning topic. Uh, oh, I come, like it. That come before. Sounds uh, like a UTI. <laughs> Get your cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. So uh, I got sent this uh, last night through Barry Weiss's Substack, um, Common Sense. It's a, it's an article about uh, Amazon and it's entitled Amazon's Woke Smokescreen. So in short, I mean, she breaks it down as this. It's a new inclusion policy put out by Amazon Studios. Um, and basically, I think I just, I think it's best illustrated by just running through exactly what they're talking about. So this is from, I actually got these, 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 uh, they, they're calling it a playbook, right? And in this playbook, they, they outline a, a, a range of goals. So by 2024, they, they want to have 50% of creative roles in their movies filled by women or people of colour. Um, some other points here. So at the moment, they want, but, but, the, but for, the, for now, they want most productions to ideally include a minimum of 30% women and 30% members of an underrepresented racial slash ethnic group. Uh, the aspirational goal is that 50% for, for 2024. Next up, they want casting of actors uh, whose identity, gender, gender, gender identity, nationality, race, slash ethnicity, sexual orientation, disability, aligns with the character. So actors whose identity aligns with the character. Um, next up, aims to, in- they want, uh, aims to include one character from each of the following categories in speaking roles with minimum 50% of these to be women. Uh, LGBTQIA plus person with a disability with three regionally underrepresented race slash ethnic slash cultural groups, which can be represented by a single character. So I think you just roll it into one there. Um, (laughs) uh, And last up, Productions need to seek, this is sort of on the production end of things, need to seek at least three bids from vendors or suppliers, one of which must be from a female-owned business and one from a minority-owned business. So before I get you guys' ideas, just to wrap it up, um, Barry's uh, summation is she, she contrasts this playbook, these ideas, with Amazon's uh, punishing uh, work culture, you know, which has been which has been covered at, at length. So, so she sums it up by saying, you know, the new inclusion policy put out by Amazon Studios offers entries on Wimixon and acquired limb difference, which is someone without a leg or whatever. Uh, meantime, the company's drivers urinate in bottles. <laughs> <laughs> this is sleight of hand. This is this is look at my hand over here. While I'm fucking you with, oh, definitely, it's a circle jerk. Why, why, why don't you talk about uh, having fifty percent women and ethnic minorities working working in the warehouse, or or driving the Amazon trucks, or yeah, pee, peeing in a bottle because they've got they've got these ridiculous time constraints and and quotas that they have to meet in terms of delivery and 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 stuff like that. I mean, it's it's fucking ridiculous. 
Yes. Well, you know, I, I, you know, it's, it's hard to know what to make of this, you know, like I'm trying to be generous when I read this stuff, you know, coming from the creative side, this sounds like um, insanity. And my first instinct when I read these things is to, is to, to, to be, to be frank, to be crude is to just say, go fuck yourself. Do you know what I mean? When someone says you need to have these percentages, you just want to say, can you just fuck off? Please, like, 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 this is like, this is all. Firstly, if we're talking about creative endeavors, this is all um, going to take our eyes off the prize. Like, and why are they acting like people who, in in storytelling, don't want to tell authentic and great and stories? You know, in, inclusive stories. Again, Hollywood's a complete leftist echo chamber. Yet they're acting like, again, we always say this: they're acting like it's the Handmaid's Tale, like we're living in the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, you know, but yeah, that's yeah. that's not the case. But and the more alarming thing, I guess, it's funny you should say sleight of hand, but what do you guys think of the idea that it's it's not exact, it's, it's more companies use this sort of woke capitalism in, in order to, yeah, misdirect you from the centres of power, which is Jeff Bezos and and his top executives and, and whatever. Yeah, definitely. It, the article was, yeah, was terrific how it, um, how it discussed both topics and brought up that because... It's a complete circle jerk. <laughs> this this is the funny thing too, is that, that they always bring in these quotas for high-end, prestigious, uh, creative work that everyone, you, you know, the glamorous work, working on films, all the glamour of all that, but they don't talk about quotas for, yeah, the more, the more menial jobs. In this case, they don't need to because their biggest warehouse, JFK 8, um, has features... 60% of the people who work in that warehouse, which is the size of 15 football fields, are black or Hispanic. And this is from Barry Weiss's article. And according to a recent investigation in the New York Times, uh, black workers at JFK 8 were almost 50% more likely to be fired. So they don't want you looking at uh, you know their, 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 the, the diversity of their of their warehouse <laughs> because you know they're, they're over delivering there and well and well they should be talking about if they were truly uh, truly set on having diversity across everything that they do they'd be talking about 50 percent white people 50 percent women but it's saying but it's saying that, that but people of color are, are, are you know beautifully represented in the warehouse but they're also the most are they are they celebrating that though? Are they saying, "Look how diverse our warehouse no, is"? No, no way, mm. no way. They would never. They would never talk about that. That they they they, 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 they um, these people are just widgets. They're just um, and because the thing is, it's awkward. This is the awkward side of of all this crap. Is that is that um, if you look at their warehouse, you go, "Oh well, actually, you guys are doing quite well." That they, they, they'd just be, be silent. You'd say, "Oh well, you've got sixty percent of people in your warehouse working uh, people of color. That you should be proud of that." And they they don't want to say they're proud of that because, as it says, fifty percent more likely to be fired, and and the, the conditions that these people are working in, pissing in bottles. You know mm. what I mean? Like they, they have to check in on this app, like you know, all the time while they get laid off. It's it's crazy, mm. yeah. You know, and during these COVID times, they've only grown in power because no one can go, no one can go to physical stores anymore. Everyone's mm. buying shit online. If they weren't buying shit online before the before the pandemic, they sure as shit are now. But yeah, the, yeah. I, I, it's it's unbelievable that people aren't aren't more aware of this and aren't aren't pushing back a little bit more. Maybe they've just given in because of COVID. They're just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Yep. Amazon Amazon sends, you know, in, in the US, it's same-day delivery. You so buy convenient. something, it, it comes that same day. 
Yeah. Well, and that's the problem is that their people's values aren't aligning with what they're trying to put out. Yeah, that's right. That, well, that's the whole problem, right? Yeah. Well, I just feel like I just don't know who this is for. I don't know, like you know, and you and and you read the the variety articles and stuff, and Barry Weiss calls the the press the stenographers because they, they really are. They, there's no there's like zero criticism of any of this. Like I know why there's no criticism because you can't, you just you seemingly can't criticize any of this. But um, I don't know if I had to sum it up, I'd just say don't don't you think all this talk is fucking gross? Don't you think all this talk is of 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 quotas, like if I came in to a, 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 the staff room and I said, "Yeah, okay, guys, just checking. Um, just having a look around. Oh, if we can have thirty percent women, and you know, I'm talking about percentages and and like and going drilling down, asking probing questions. Like, yeah, do you, I, do, you know, what have you got in you? Have you got like, you got how much? You got what foreign? What foreigner stuff you got in you? You got a bit of this, got a bit of oh, that. Oh, yeah, that. Oh no, we don't need that. No, we don't need we that. We don't have want got, that. Oh, I just noticed you got a you got a bit of a gimpy leg. Is that is that um sort of like let's run uh, with it. Let's run with it. Let's run with it. Do you, do, do, you, do you want to be head of do, do you want to be head of regional? <laughs> I think you know, I think we found our way in, boys and girls. All we need to do is start faking some illness or limp, and and we're in. Yeah. We're How set. insulting to that person to those people. That's well, the problem I have. It's insulting. Well, it's the look because the thing is, on the face of it, all this stuff is well-meaning, but but at the same time, it's assuming that every person uh, of in all of these categories, th- you know, choose is choosing to identify with these characteristics as being the totality of their being. So it's like, mm. you know what I mean. So there, there's actually a lot of people out there who who these things they would say, you know, being a woman, having having uh, you know having disability or whatever, or, or, or who who or what they stink their wing in uh, that they wouldn't think that these things are the most interesting thing about them they'd be like oh well I'm a I'm a, I'm a they, some people might even say oh, I'm a I'm a mother I'm a daughter I'm a friend I'm a you know I, I garden I do you know I'm a reader boring tell me about your lady dick and you, <laughs> and they go I don't have I don't know what a lady dick is and they say well you're a bigot also <laughs> Well, I'm I'm going to predict something here. I I believe mental health is going to be the next frontier, and next you'll have quotas for people with depression, people with anxiety disorder. So then they'll need oh they'll need this many percent of people who identify as neurodiverse, uh, which is basically everyone because everyone is neurodiverse. No no two people's brains are exactly the same. But then you're going to get a whole bunch of people that self-identify as being having autism, self-identify as having Tourette's, which is my dream, by the way, to self-identify as having Tourette's. You can start now. Ah, you fucking cunt. He <laughs> 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 got me. All right. Well, uh, I think, you know, rather, so I always like to, rather than just whinge about things, like just try and help people. So maybe before we, just before we wrap this up and, and bring the yucks back, I just thought that I'd, I'd in, let, inform people on the difference between, this is something you get a little takeaway, okay? The difference between equity and equality, okay? So the, these these documents, one of the things, it's diversity, equity, and inclusion always, right? You know, and so let's just talk quick, very quickly about this word equity. So you listening 
equity doesn't mean equality. They're completely different. So this is coming from the New Discourses website by James Lindsay. You should all check that out from his little woke encyclopedia. Uh, Equality means that citizen A and citizen B are treated equally. Equity means adjusting shares in order to make citizens A and B equal. So in that sense, equity is something like social communism. If we, mm-hmm. if we will, the intentional redistribution of shares. So that that's what just I think what I want people to take away from like you know from from this little Amazon thing is like equity and equality are not the same. And you know when when so so maybe it's something actionable is when someone whenever someone says the word equity to you, you should stop them and say I'm sorry, I don't know what that word means because frankly, up until fairly recently, I didn't know what it meant. Oh, this actually happened to me with. Oh my um, god one of the places that I work at, I said, uh, I think you've spelt equality wrong. <laughs> and they're like, no, we meant we meant to put it as equity. We meant, we meant, I, to, put, was, we meant to put it. <laughs> uh, and I was like, um, what? Can you explain that to me? So I like it that it's just a complete, like as soon as you say that, it's covered. We don't have to change anything that's fundamentally wrong because we've just said it. Right. Got it's sweet. sort of like it's, it's, it's a magic word. So, so now why do we have to do anything to help the oppressed or we don't have to do anything for them now because we've just said that we want to? We can just say equity, equity. Yeah. And you just go, but, 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 but the moment you ask, you, the moment you interrogate people, it all falls apart because if you just said, because these businesses probably don't know or care, so you just go, wait, like every, the thing is everyone agrees with equality though. We all agree with yeah. equality. Like, like if I just said to all of us, like, what do you think of equality? You'd say, well, I think it's great. Like, you know, quality of opportunity. It's great. But then if I say, well, what do you think about equity? You'd say, well, I don't know what you mean, mate. Yeah, yeah. No, well, that, that that's the genius of, of of the word games that that these people play. Yeah. Like, and I look like a complete dumbass. Yeah, no, no, actually it's, it, it, it gets by on that, on that, uh, our, our horror of being, uh, perceived as a dummy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, so you just not long. You just go, oh yeah. I gave them a yeah right. But then, but then, as soon, eventually, if you yeah right enough, uh, eventually, don't you look down and you're wearing jack boots, <laughs> 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 and you go, and you go, oh no, how did this happen? <laughs> how did this happen? Uh, shit, I think that's a good segue. All right, let's talk about. Let's should we move on? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Something's happening over there, and I don't think Carl Perdue knows anything about it. Uncle Carl never expected to come home to a surprise party, but the biggest surprise of all is that he wasn't even invited. I have neighbors here, a position in the community. I just can't allow this. Relax, Uncle Carl. You're so tight. Oh my. It began with his niece and her two friends. Let's have a party! And it turned a house on Malibu Beach into a Pacific party paradise. Crown International Pictures presents the hottest thing to hit the sand since the sun, the Beach Girls. That was great. AJ, I know you've just rolled on back into town, but you wouldn't be able to give us a, synop- a, a synopsis of this, would you? So pretty much it's a story of three girls. One is quite prudish and she has two slut mates. 
um, and they go to the to the Prudes beach house for summer break. That is what happens. That's pretty much yeah. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> that is what happens. I've identified some key narrative threads here. So there's a, there's a, a main plot in uh, within this setup featuring Sarah the Prude and uh, sort of this, this hitchhiker hippie, Scott, this sort of romance plot. Um, we've got Ducky. So the two uh, slut mates, Ducky and Ginger, uh, they hatch a scheme to uh, race off uh, Uncle Carl, presumably to, just to stay at the beach house and have parties, I think. Um, but they weirdly they weirdly end up becoming a thruple, I think. Yeah. <laughs> at the end. We're going to get into all this. So <laughs> there's another there's another plot there's another plot called with with a with a, a navy plot involving Captain Bly on the hunt of Captain Jack and his and his stash of weed. Um, there's two peeping toms. Uh, one peeping tom is a Hispanic gardener. Yeah. Um, he, who we'll get into. Peeping tom two is the middle aged neighbour with a gross wife. Um, and then, of course, there's Wang, the Asian limo driver, which I will cover in great detail later. <laughs> so, what are, what are we what are we thinking? What hit me? Hot takes. It's like the greatest film since Citizen Kane. <laughs> the opening again is just fucking delightful. I want to see more girls on horses. Yes. So the, one of the first, the first and last images of the film is is sort of a a, a swimsuited woman uh, riding a horse on the beach. She's been set free. Set free. <laughs> set free. <laughs> I yeah. So <laughs> look, this is a so this is a grindhouse film. This is proper grindhouse. Okay. This is like made for drive-ins. Like um, as soon as I watched it, I was like, you know, this is. A distinct dip in quality from Hard Bodies again, and I got the I I I I knew that I was before I even recognised that Crown International Pictures did this film. I, I saw the similar taint or, uh, as my Tudor <laughs> <laughs> in terms of production value and whatnot. Um, but I think that the, the, the this is just thinking big you know, macro stuff. So set it at this beach house. I got a sense that this this 1982, this seemed like a 1970s film in tone and style. There was mm. it was it felt like the 80s had yet to arrive. Although there was 60s throwback elements in it, like the title and a few songs and stuff. Um I just got the sense that it just didn't seem like we were in the 80s yet. Did you guys get that sense? Well it's it's 1982. I believe it was shot in 1981. And uh, right, set, set released in in eighty two. So the eighties haven't fully arrived yet. Yeah, so it was this strange mixture of that sort of that eighties, that cynical eighties uh, tone with with this sort of innocent seventies. You know, because I mean, think about it. This is like the dawn of the. This is like on the eve of um, AIDS. That would have been the year of AIDS, nineteen eighty two. Mm. Yeah, and so everyone's right. hooking up. The last of everyone hooking up mm. for. You know they 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 have horror, but there was one thing that I think sums up the '80s message of the film, and it was like everyone was sitting on the beach, you know, I don't know, making out and doing whatnot, and then a guy comes up like with a surfboard and says, "Surf's up," and then they the girls just look at him and say, "Who cares?" 
And I was like, that is the most 80s message ever. It was just like, who cares? Gen X, you know? I don't give a fuck, you know? Fuck off. Viewing this film in 2021, I feel like, I feel like it was a vacation in itself. It, it paints a picture of a more innocent time, but by the same token, it, it transgresses our modern culture in almost, in almost every way. I mean, we should probably talk about peer pressure. I feel like this film is, is it, it's a positive movie about peer pressure. It doesn't seem to, to condone peer pressure or rather it, it's, it's your, perhaps it's a reaction to the conservative overreach and hyperventilation about the social ills of drugs and sex. Um, but in the end, the, the main character, Sarah, she succumbs to the peer pressure almost to her benefit. She's, she's part of the action. She's one of the gang. She's blowing, blowing off steam, having a great time. Mm. I thought the message was clear. It was, it was don't, be a, don't be a frigid air. Just learn to get your titties out. <laughs> get damn titties out, titty time. Well let's, well, let's talk about Scott because I think he's instrumental in, in getting Sarah over the line here. To get him out. To get to him get over the out. line. <laughs> get him over the line. To really, he, he went to work on her. He groomed her for the whole film. <laughs> well, I think so because from, from the outset he takes a liking to Sarah and strangely, only after knowing her for a day or so, wants to protect her from any bad influences, mm. even though he participates in all of the party debauchery, by the way, um, which I think is just just a trick to get her in the sack, really. Um, oh, he was playing the it's long not, game. It's not, it's not yeah. made explicit in the film at all because at the end of the day he's still depicted as this nice guy, but... I think he's trying to look more mature and wise by occasionally leaving the party to play his guitar on the beach and <laughs> go on romantic walks with Sarah. But then, but then he gets all his clothes off at the drop of a hat to go skinny dipping when all the other party goers jump out onto the beach to do the same. So, yeah, but AJ, back in the day, like you know, you're at a party and you look out the window. If you see a guy outside wistfully looking off in the distance strumming guitar, what does that do do for you? <laughs> Uh, it makes me slide off my chair. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, oh, he's he's definitely the one. He's he's not he's just deep. trying to get in my pants. He's, he's not yeah, yeah, he's deep. He's not trying to get in my pants. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, god. But what do you what, what do you guys think about the character of Scott here? Is he, is he sinister or is he no, is he just he a is nice likeable. guy? I think he is likable. I think you're right. He is likable, even though he is a, he is a fuck boy. <laughs> I think you are right. He just didn't seem very. Some people in this movie didn't seem to be comfortable in the in the movie, and he wasn't one of them. Like like I don't know. Like it was not. Also, Scott and a number of other the men. Um, why do all the guys uh, look fifty? Ah, um, yeah. Like what yeah. the fuck is going on? Like, like it's I don't yeah I I don't understand. You see this all the time. Like you look at your photo albums or whatever, and you just go, "Why do most my dad and all his mates uh, when they're thirty look like they're 55? Yeah. You know, and that Scott is suffering from the same thing where he's just mm. like, I don't know, or is it or is it just that we're such Nancy boys now? Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Men, men were men back then. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yes. Even though my dad used to wear the tightest, shortest stubbies that was still considered manly. Well, I've got a story. So my, there's a there's a famous story from uh, uh, one of my one of my sisters 
was uh, she was only young and she was having a party, like you know, and they were all sitting down on the on the on the carpet. And um, I can't remember whether that there was what they were doing. There was a clown there or something. And then like um, uh, suddenly one of the girls started screaming, and then they're like, "What? What?" And they looked over, and then they could see Dad was sitting on the couch, and they could see Dad's nut <laughs> out of his popping out of his stubbies. <laughs> Happy happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, girls. <laughs> welcome, welcome to adulthood. <laughs> oh. So yeah. So Scott comes from that era of just of you know, dudes inexplicably being um, you know, I don't know, old. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's get a bit deep here, guys. Let's talk about let's talk about Ginger and Ducky. The two, okay. the two sidekick girls, slutty girls, which, which I have to say are probably two of the hottest characters to, to ever inhabit an 80s film, by the way. Ginger was so hot. <laughs> yeah, Ginger was hot. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, it was an outrage. It, <laughs> was, it, was, it was insane. It was insane. Yeah. She's like California, California hot. Yeah, 100%. So I've got I've got a, a a big question to throw you guys away. All right. So Ginger and Ducky, they seem to use well, they do use their sexual power over men, in particular over Uncle Carl, to get what they want. Is this an example of toxic femininity? Boom. Ah, so that because like like let me get it straight. So they because it was this was a bit confusing. So they want to stay at the beach house and have fun. Uncle Carl wants to turf everyone out. So they collude and say, "Why don't we? Yeah, you know, get they get they get Uncle Uncle Carl uh, high, and then and they fuck I don't know, and and they <laughs> just say, say it's and so aggressive. <laughs> why are you going to say it so aggressively? Why are you going to say beautiful? He's going to say like he's straight again. They fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> that was the Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, that was the Tourette's. The Tourette's. <laughs> okay, they they do that. They do that. Um, so I don't know. Like like, um, and in the end, they they I guess that they they sort of are in a relationship with him. But he loves it though. Of course he does. But toxic femininity. And I would no more to the point. Are we just saying that this is an example of? Of of the sort of the unspoken, uh, very unpopular to speak about power that that women hold over men is that, and I think you know, I think maybe Douglas Murray's talked about this, the idea that, you know, um, you know, women aren't completely powerless in all situations because you know they can turn um, a guy who's like a billionaire into an absolute punk bitch, yeah, <laughs> in, yeah, in with a snap of their fingers, and you just go, oh my god. I, I think this is. I think this is why the the burqa is widely used in Islamic countries. Mm. <laughs> just keep mm. dropping them bombs. <laughs> what Again, do you guys think of yeah, that? I think. <laughs> I love that again on a Tuesday uh, <laughs> at the Burka has you know you you're trying to bring the Burka back and do you know it's it's like if you talk about the Burka now people just go oh yeah anyway can't we talk That's about right. systemic racism yeah, or something yeah. can we can we talk about yeah can we talk about oh, my lady dick or whatever like like no one wants to talk about the Burka and you and it's sort of a bit like um, Brent wearing that Austin Powers outfit in the the office you know. Um, but I like it. And, no, look, I will go as far as to say that Ginger was so hot I could understand why you'd want to bag her up. Like, you know what I mean? 
Does that yeah. make sense? The idea is is that I, I, I say, how dare you give me a chubby? Mm. You need to bag up. Yeah. I think that I'm really thankful to for you two for bringing back the word chubby. <laughs> I feel like it went out of fashion and now it's back with a vengeance and I'm fucking here for it. Uh, that, that's well, going to be our first merch, by the way. Our first T-shirts <laughs> are going to say, it's okay to have a chubby, <laughs> chubby. dream drive, the new flesh. I yeah. love it. I, I'd have it on a um, stubby holder, I think. Yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would attract the wrong sort of people. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're our people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you are, yeah, we are doing podcasts for the wrong kind of people. <laughs> All right. No, I think it's an interesting point you raised, Ricky. Um, I, you know, I, I don't know. I just think, I just can't get over the fact that Uncle Carl is Uncle Gross. He is so, he's old, he's yeah. hasty. He's got mm. faded tattoos. His teeth are disgusting. Mm. Um, <laughs> the he's tattoos are terrible. <laughs> yes. Again, again, he seems like the producer's mate. Oh, yep. you know, yep. like it was so disgusting. Like, like AJ, did, did, does he does, does a guy like that make you rich? No, no. Right. He, he, like he's disgusting. Oh, so he does. No. Sorry. Um, I was going to say, I was, I was throwing for a bit. I was like, you're, you're like, no, nah, no, nah, <laughs> nah, I think he's, I think he's hot. I think he's hot. Okay. Like, no, he, he he's gross. your whole pass, is he? <laughs> he's fucking gross and they could have done better on that. But I like it how, again, no one gives a fuck. No one cares. The, the, the weird thing is, is that, that, that he's, he's sinister and creepy, but, but not in a camp B movie kind of way. That's it's right. like, he it's like a, they, they didn't yeah. write him as creepy. It's just the actor is creepy as fuck. He isn't still, he's still not as creepy as the three guys from Hard Bodies. But it's the same genre of dude, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like this sort of, old, this sort of aging creep, lech, man. Um, so he was, he was disgusting. And he just had, he was like, yeah. Had, and to have two, two chicks fawning over him was, was tough to take. You know I don't I mean? think like, that he was, his personality was that gross. He tried um, to <laughs> hold them off for, for a bit. Like he did. Oh, so, so you've got to put up a little bit of a fight. Well, <laughs> like I said, I thought, thought that the three guys from Hard Bodies was a lot harder to watch than this old guy. Because that was, they were a team of creeps. Yeah, that's true. They were like the G.I. Joe of creeps. And they were on the hunt, whereas Carl, he's, he's not on the hunt. He, the, well, the, hunt, the hunt comes to him. Yeah, but he did, he, he did hightail it back to, to his beach house, like sort of, on, you know, he knew that something was going to happen. Yeah. And loved it. And he loved it. He loved it. He <laughs> That's what I mean. It. Like there was no, even when the engagement was off, no one gave a fuck. Mm. There was just so, no. <laughs> yeah. So, so Carl, Carl is, in, is engaged to a lady who, who ends up coming to the party and, and, and he gets, Carl gets sprung in what is in the sauna with, with the two chicks and he doesn't seem that devastated that his fiance found him. Doesn't he say something like "fuck her" or whatever? Yeah. And then, like, just, then <laughs> yeah. he just buries he be, he buries himself betwixt the two chicks. He does straight after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Unrepentant. Pig and man. then in the next is it the next scene or maybe two scenes later, his fiance just starts getting it on with one of the guys in the party. The sheriff. The sheriff. He, just, everyone in this movie. Everyone in this movie used. Uh, 
like weed as a as the gateway. Everyone used weed to to make people loosen up. Everyone was just yeah. like, yeah, have a toke on this. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And then they then they'd have their way. Which it's funny also that uh, all the party goers seem to have come. From the phone book, Ginger, <laughs> Ginger just calls up random tradies to, to get them over to the house and then, again, uses her sexual power to to uh, trap them there. And she was disappointed <laughs> with the um, when so many girls rocked up. That's right, yeah. There's too many girls around. Yeah, yeah, we invited all these chicks. So where do all these chicks come from or whatever? yeah. That that was pretty fascinating. The phone book thing. I was like, it's the first time. I'd, it's the first time I'd ever seen that, and and it really, I guess, does ram home the just that pre-internet world. You know what I mean? Like, mm. uh, you just the, literally the only way you can call, you can get people at the drop of a hat is to just call tradesmen. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> and pizza delivery boys. I don't know. Think about all the people that come come to your house, like recently, the Uber <laughs> driver, the plumber, whatever. Do you want these people to have a party with you? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> what snobs? What a couple of fucking snobs! <laughs> well, I let two IKEA, I let two IKEA delivery men use my bathroom once, and never again. Never again. They they delivered a wardrobe. And they said, can we please use the bathroom? I said, yep, okay, sure. And they left, go to the bathroom, there's piss all over the floor. Oh. So oh. that's that's what you invite into your house. When you when you invite these <laughs> delivery people into your place, you, you get piss on the floor. Yeah, but maybe that's you being a bigot because what if one of them had one of those fake pump-up dicks? <laughs> You know, so again, I'm I'm all for inclusion, and you're not. <laughs> Yet again. Yet again. Uh, well, listen, right. I think I think we need to uh, we need to talk about uh, about Wang now. Oh, let's, let's bring fuck. Wang in on the scene. Fuck. Okay, so Wang is the Asian limo driver. Uh, absolutely offensive. <laughs> so. <laughs> so uh, he is a. Uh, uh, I mean, I don't even know where to start. They well, do. We, they we, do we a- should start with his when we first see him. Okay, he's out the front in front of the limo. Um, Carl's fiance comes out. He's practicing his karate, and he accidentally kicks her in the face. <laughs> I, I was on the floor. <laughs> that was so hilarious. <laughs> I I missed that the first time. Then I, I did rewatch it, and that got me. I was you like, "Rewatched oh, it? You watched this twice?" I, AJ, <laughs> look, I pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. I prepare for this show, okay? So if you're listening to this and you think, "What a load of drivel," um, just know this is the prepared shit. Imagine what it would be if I didn't. <laughs> So anyway, he he kicks the woman, so he's good at karate. Um, um, secondly, she says, "Bring the limo," and he says, "What?" And there's like a, they don't understand each other. And then then he says, "The limo," and then she says, "Yeah, bring the limo, the limo." <laughs> so they do a they do a, a limo gag. Um, yeah. So he's foolish. He's good at karate. Uh, well, he's kind of good. Well, and no, and this is this is where it's good. He's racist. He's racist towards Hispanics. <laughs> yeah, he is. What does he say? He calls him a wetback. 
So the, the gardener throws the gardener sees him the guy dro- uh, sees Wang dropping a cigar on the ground. And he says, "Pick it up." And then the guy says, "Up, do it yourself." <laughs> Wet back, <laughs> and then um, so that's offensive. And then we have the piece de resistance, which is a Bruce Lee slow motion uh, fight scene between the two. Um, uh, shall we say the two workers? Workers of the world unite and fight yeah. each other. <laughs> what do we think of this scene? <laughs> it was great. I loved it. It was great. It was. I can't funny. believe you guys haven't mentioned that there was two gongs. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> yeah. were two gongs. That's right. Wasn't one gong. There was two gongs. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think we need to have a gong tally. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we need to have a vag tally. And I think this was the first time that we saw vag. Straight up vag. I did squeal when I saw the vag. <laughs> because the because these films are so obsessed with titties. It's like there's this understanding. It's like oh yes, yes, titties, titties. And then suddenly this one chick whips off her bottoms in this long shot, and you see um, uh, bush. Uh, bush, and you just go. I was just like. Holy, holy Mary, mother of God. <laughs> and we've hit the mother loud. It's the same when you see a cock too, really, because they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're, they're so rare that when yeah. you do see one, it's like it's like you've seen the Loch Ness Monster, you know. <laughs> right. but, but what I don't understand is this Puritanism. I don't understand this, this Puritanism, this, this idea of, of that, that cock is, is beyond the pale. Like, I mean, you know, obviously you, you, everyone is aware of what I'm into. So I, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't have a lust for cock, but I'm just saying that like, <laughs> if I see one. Isolate the audio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be the tag at the end. Yeah. I know you. <laughs> I know you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, no, but I'm just saying that when I see one, I, it's not like Medusa. I don't turn into stone and <laughs> fall and smash into pieces, you know? Mm. Free the cock, I say. What about the opening scene of Shame? How did you feel about that when we saw? Um, Embarrassed. What? Uh, really? Great. Yeah, I know. Um, Ricky's been on me to see it for it's about five years. fucking amazing. To see what? Shame. Shame. Oh, yes. Remember that yeah. opening scene? Oh, yeah. We just see his dong for five minutes? Yeah, mm. it is good. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> another tagline. <laughs> You've um, made your point. I got to see this movie. Yeah. All well, right. I, I I was going to suggest we do shame for side boob cinema. Oof. I know it's not from the eighties, but no, that's right. We, we don't have an eighties. We, we just needs to tick off the thematics. That's all. We we, we have a broad church here at uh, side boob. So Wang's deeply offensive. So uh, that's that. I've got a, there's a couple of other things. So I, f- I think firstly, um, what what the fuck is this navy plot? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this was this was sprung on me so hard and so fast that it was almost like your brother had had used used the VHS tape and taped over like half of your movie and it was all of a sudden it was a different movie and you're like, what the fuck is this? What, what, why do the drug smugglers, why do they all wear patches like pirates? Yeah, that's what not, I not, said. Not just, not just the captain, fucking all of them have got patches on. And then the, 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 the head of the Coast Guard, uh, what can we say about this guy? He is... Raging homo. 
he <laughs> he is a raging homo. <laughs> and to think I was going to put the new flesh, uh, you know, the icon, I was going to change it to the the, the queer flag. Can't do yeah, that now. No. Can't do that now. Oh. So anyway, Captain Bly is, you know, now this is some, this is some cinema trivia for you. Like I knew what they were doing as soon as I saw it. Like, I mean, he's doing Humphrey Bogart accent. So he's he's referencing there's a film called The Cane Mutiny, uh, and with this where um Bogey plays this like deranged captain, and then he's uh, you know, the, the crew mutinies to um to overturn him. His name's Captain Quig. And so the guy was weirdly referencing that movie. Um, but but that's where the, the 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 prestige ends. It was yeah, it was a bunch of like old school camp sort of flaming queer jokes, like navy stuff. And he walks around with these two ball bearings. He's constant, mm. so he's rolling these balls and constant like ball jokes. Like I drop my balls, like <laughs> you know, I can't get my bearings at one point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they even did the uh, they they even did a gag that didn't involve the word balls. So they were like, oh, I can't get my bearings it's like not even balls that's not even a, like a, an entendre you know <laughs> maybe i like that i think i like it i don't even know <laughs> you know so that was really confusing captain yeah, blind yeah. on the hunt of captain so Jack. so so the reason why that, that the girls in the party have access to so much weed is because the uh the drug smugglers they uh they're being pursued by the coast guard and they throw their shipment out into the ocean and, and it washes up onto the beach and the girls the girls come across it. But it got me thinking when I was watching it, I was like, you know, I know that everyone's going through this sort of, uh, you know, decriminalisation of drugs, in, you know, in, in recent years and whatever. I just was like, you know, I, I know that every, every, every stoner says this, but I was just like, this is literally just a plant that's like grown and, you know, and to think that, That'll set Captain Bly on you, you know, and you'll be locked up and stuff. It was, it's crazy. Like, I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, you know, and I don't know, like, it's a, but then on the other hand, I was just like, is weed that good? Like, out of all the drugs you can have, is that good? Is that the best one? Yeah, especially in the 80s when it isn't um, as strong as it is now. Yeah, it was, this movie was obsessed with weed. It mm. was obsessed. Like, it was, you know, like, yeah, it wasn't was a stoner just, comedy. No, it wasn't. But but everywhere you could see mm. fatty, boom, fatty blunts. Oh, that blunt was massive that the uncle had. <laughs> it was a big blunt. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, <laughs> we, we we do need to mention possibly the, the the funniest moment in the film, and that is on the beach, the nerd on the beach. <laughs> so you've got this. It's it's basically a descriptive scene. People are just hanging out at the beach, having a good time, and there's this skinny, pasty, weedy nerd who uh, this this larger lady puts his arm around her uh, around him. He turns and sees this BBW next to him, and he is so revolted and outraged that he runs away. And then this chick chases after him down the beach. Hate it crimes. was the most <laughs> insane reaction. <laughs> but I, I put this in the category. There was a couple of fuck you moments, strange, like, like fuck you moments. That was a fuck you moment. There was another fuck you moment where um, 
Ginger is, or Ducky is one of the one of the the sexy chicks is 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 you know all over Uncle Carl on the beach, and then the peeper neighbor and his and his and his gross wife um like just suddenly appear and like while he's while uncle carl's giving her mouth to mouth on the ground or whatever um the 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 woman goes like clutches her pearls sort of and says oh well i never and then the ducky looks at looks at the woman says yeah probably not you old toad (laughs) (laughs) it's just such such a again this this 80s idea of just like just fuck off. Just fuck off, you fat loser. Like, stop stop ruining my awesome, sexy beach, you know, with your matching um, fucking velvet, like, sweatsuits you and your idiot husband are wearing, you know? Um, just, to, just also, okay, so I need to talk about uh, the two. So the two peeping toms. Peeping was, was a big theme in this movie. This movie was... <laughs> This movie was almost about peeping. So the voyeur's delight. <laughs> it was a it was a voyeur's delight. So peeping Tom one is our Hispanic gardener. Now I th- I found this to be quite this this is a bit sad really. This isn't the American dream, you know. This 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 Hispanic guy he's come up from from the from the border presumably. He has to be around hot women hot women who won't acknowledge him as a human being. Um, his only pleasure in life is peeping. Like at the party, like they look over. He's outside, like like with a bottle, like dancing, like outside the glass, looking in at these hot women. He suffers constant humiliating pratfalls. Mm. Constant, like using. He's cutting. Like he'll be cutting something, and he won't be looking because he's too busy peeping. And then he'll cut like an electric wire and get electrocuted, or fall um, down the stairs. Oh, the the fall down the stairs was like the Exorcist. It was actually. <laughs> terrifying and sad like it wasn't funny i was like oh my god no. that's awful <laughs> and then it culminates culminates with uh the, the serious street fight with the with the asian limo driver mm. i just thought this was this was a, a terribly sad story of a, of a man uh crushed by the american dream <laughs> <laughs> and um so that's peeping tom one and peeping tom two is is just our 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 middle-aged neighbor who's settled into the you know the middle-aged spread with his gross wife and all he can do is just peep peep up the beach <laughs> yeah he's, he's the one with the telescope he's well yeah telescopes yeah. like yeah i mean i feel like the teles- telescope peeping is has gone out of fashion mm. yeah like maybe because we get so much on online and on apps and stuff like like you don't need to get the telescope you just get tiktok out and you just mm. go like you just go oh, i want to see buns and you just get yeah. you just open up tiktok you That's know? why, and I was creeped out at the start when the uncle left her red roses. I was like, "That's pretty yes. creepy." And then I yes. was like, "Oh, and is it? Have I been conditioned by porn with all the incest stuff?" Was I was like, "Oh, are they having a thing?" Well, because I no, thought that's he, creepy. Well, red roses are they, creepy. They did have a creepy hug when they met. Yeah, absolutely. No, you guys are spot on. Like, like Katie, Katie in the in the fifteen minutes that Katie watched this movie before she walked away without saying anything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She, we, we caught the the moment where Uncle Carl comes into the party. He comes up behind Sarah and puts his arms around her and like kisses her and stuff. Mm. And it was just, it was just played. You know, it wasn't like you normally. He should have announced himself or something, but he, he was too soft and and he was just mm. in loving and it was it was inappropriate. But also the red roses were, were inappropriate. It's just like they could be any color, just not red. Red is clear. Red means 
it's it's love and time. It's on. And even when she got there, it was kind of like it, it wasn't my l- uncle's left me the house. Yeah, she didn't know what was going on mm. at the start. No, no, because she seems kind of touched by the the flowers. Yes, it's it not an enjoy like- my house. I feel like, you know, this is a good example of a movie written by emotionally stunted men <laughs> who, who don't who don't understand anything about anyone that's not them. Because I was just like, yeah, this is really confusing, you know? I don't know. I didn't mm. I didn't I didn't know what the setup was really. Um mm. and really the ultimate message of the film is is don't be a prude. Um, like, because Sarah, Sarah uh, was the whole time saying, "I don't know. I just can't have fun." Everyone's saying, "I'm, I'm no fun." And then at the end, there's like a big, a big sort of musical flourish as she, as she defiantly just pops her titties out. She does lose her virginity while fireworks are, are set off. Classic move. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and doesn't she say something like, I, "I always dreamed it would be like this"? Or something? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. God, why? I I think movies should only set up first times as being absolutely horrible because it's yeah, bad horrific. advertising. Yeah. Because because it should be it should awkward you should be, and horrific. They should no, but they should teach it in sex ed. They should say, okay, the first time will be firstly twenty seconds. Secondly, <laughs> uh, you know, it'll be filled with all these awkward things like is it in like you know all this stuff or you know it should just be so that. You know, it's uh, maybe it's just to give us guys a, a bit of a leg up, like so that we could just, you know, get some get some touch on the field before we have to deliver properly. You know, I went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about it too much. <laughs> move on, move on, quick, quick, quick. So, so yeah, do you want to talk a bit more about Sarah's journey through through the film? Do you think we've covered that? Oh, look, you know, ultimately, uh, I feel I, I just thought that the, 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 this. This this was a a, a very a surprisingly thin film. You uh, know? Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm really glad that you said that. <laughs> is that controversial? Or? No, it is. No. Yeah, no, I felt I just felt like this movie. So Crown International Pictures, it seems like they make these grindhouse movies, and I felt like I knew who this was for. Like, if I imagine if you grew up, if you're living in um, you know Friday Night Lights town or whatever, like back in the seventies. Um, like middle America, whatever, this would be a, a nice night out for you, you know, like you go to the drive in and it's like a you know, a beach, even the beach was a bit like I, I the beach was dirty, you know, yeah. so it's not like some of the beaches we got here in Australia, <laughs> you know, like it was a dirty old beach, well, the house was nice, but it was just like, yeah, I feel like you know, it was a it was really. But then again, I guess the film was really honest. It was just saying, come with us and, you know, you because the parties went forever. Parties, one party went for 35 mm. minutes. Yeah. You know? It was almost like you were at the party. <laughs> like it wasn't It wasn't like, see, hard bodies, you know, you feel like it was a few weeks or whatever. Like, mm. you know, there was, there was different days and, you know, the, the story progressed and, and whatever. Whereas um, this just felt like coming in real time, be at the beach house with, with mm. these chicks. With these two nymphomaniacs and this prude. Mm. <laughs> Where do I sign up? Do, do, yeah, exactly. Do you think there's any parallels with uh, Spring Breakers? Ooh. Well, I feel like um, no. Well, the, the, you know, I guess the, there's no the, there's no criticism here of 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 the of the of the lifestyle. <laughs> like, <laughs> but but do you think that's criticism in itself, though? 
by not criticizing it, it, it's showing it to be a pretty, a pretty ugly scene at times. Different if she had a different reaction, I guess. Yeah, I guess if Sarah's if Sarah's journey, if she didn't, uh, yeah, if she didn't succumb to the peer pressure, mm. or or if she did succumb and then it, it it didn't work out so well, but it seemed to work out spectacularly yeah. for her. Yeah. So succumb to that peer pressure and everything will be fine. And everything was fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and he, everyone got a payoff as well. Even the metal detector guy who was going up <laughs> and down the beach, he he found uh, a treasure chest of jewels. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was I thought was a nice touch. You know? <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Everyone's a winner. You know? Oh uh, God. All right. Well, all right. We've got two things. We're gonna do the Me Too scale, but then we're gonna do final thoughts. Final thoughts is uh, we tried doing we tried doing like a number scale. That did that's not gonna work. Okay. So it's just like you just go. Final thoughts are just like one, two, three. I'll do the first one and you'll you'll get it. Okay. You'll just give me you, you, like you, Jerry Springer, right? Yeah. Take care of yourselves yeah. and each other. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Punchy, just you know, give people what they need to know. So <laughs> me too scale. Maybe, maybe I'll go first here. Um, this movie, get Ronan Farrow on the phone. This is eight out of ten. All right. This was offensive on every level. What do we think? <laughs> I, I agree 100%. <laughs> high on the Me Too scale, but it's also high on the Chubby scale. Yes. Unfortunately, what people need to understand is that these these two things, they're, 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 they're linked <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> the Me Too scale is high, but also the chub, the chubbyometer is yeah. also, you know, going off the, off the charts. So, AJ, what do we think? Me Too? I don't think it's that high. Controversial. Well, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it's full at uh, Bill Cosby level. That's for sure. Okay. I, I yeah. don't think people are going to be um, Mr. Grabby Hands leaving the leaving the cinema. Okay. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, but may, I but maybe in at the drive-in while you're going to watch that movie. Sure. I think it's going to be a romp in the back seat. Sure. Yes, but but, but, both, but, a, but a consensual romp. Okay, good. Well, final thoughts then. I'd say this is offensive, thin plot. I had a good time. (laughs) I was happy to see my first badge actually. Yes. Well, you know, it is like when when it has been erased in these movies, Mm. you just go, oh, wow, that's right. People have vaginas. It's real. All right. Uh, Ricky? Final thoughts? I, I have to agree with everything you said. It is uh, it is a very enjoyable watch. It is problematic, <laughs> but uh, it's also a big middle finger to to everything that's happening now. So if you're hating what's happening now, go out and see it and you'll have a good time. That's the word they need to bring back, actually, and it was mentioned in this film in relation to that, is uptight. People need to bring mm. that back. People need to say, stop being so uptight. <laughs> yeah. You know? No one ever says that anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's true. Everyone, Everyone's like, you know, everyone's tiptoeing around. But really, you should every now and then you should say, oh, come on, stop making up time. We probably would say it privately, maybe. Um, that's The Beach Girls 1982. Hope you enjoyed it. Next week, uh, our film with a slight uh, change in genre. We're going for sort of, uh, you know, road road rage re- revenge. Uh, uh, it's, a film co- it's a film called The Wraith and it's from 1986. So... 
I um, uh, I was speaking to, to Sheila, uh, uh, one of our, our special correspondents, and uh, she is a big fan of this movie. Um, and uh, so we're going to we're going to check that out. So hopefully everyone does their homework during the week. Yay! Awesome. Thanks, AJ. We'll see you next week. Thanks. Bye. I don't have a lust for cog. Lust for cog. I don't have a lust for cog. Lust for cog. Mm. I don't have a lust for cog. Lust for cog. Mm. It's like it's like you've seen the Loch Ness monster. 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 Shame. It's like it's like you've seen the Loch Ness monster. 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 Shame. It's like it's like you've seen the Loch Ness monster. Monster. Yeah, it is good. I don't have a lust for cog. Lust for cog. Free the cog. Lust for cog. Raging hunger. Free the cog. Monster. Monster. Raging hunger. Free the cog. Monster. Monster. Raging hunger. Free the cog. Monster. Monster. Yeah, it is good. <laughs>